0: Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss.
1: This is Richard Bliss, and I'm still here at Protospiel in San Jose. We're having a great convention, tons of people showing off great games and projects. And my next guest is someone who's been on the show before, a great friend who's been by my home to play games, and I want to welcome Brian Hank. Thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you very much. I'm sure everybody's very excited that you're back on the air. Well, I appreciate it. been so long. It. We've been waiting. Everybody in the Kickstarter community is... Where's Richard? We're the dream, and you're back.
1: I am back, and it's been great. The, the response has been a bit... Uh, it caught me by surprise a little bit. So it's been a lot of fun. And uh, the, Jeremy asked me to come to the con. We had him on the show, and it's been... It's amazing how many people are here, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but it's no wonder because Jeremy Commander is organizing it, and he's amazing at it, getting people excited about games.
1: And, you came up, so it's here in San Jose, but you came up from LA with it, and quite a few people came from out of town.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and it's worth it if you're a game designer, if you're a publisher. Uh, I mean, I'm looking around here, and, and we have you know a hundred people here or more. Uh, More than that. Uh, Right now in this room, just playing game after game after game.
1: Of unpublished, unfinished prototype games. So it's been interesting. So Brian is with Overworld Games, and you've had some success on Kickstarter. Do you have anything coming out on Kickstarter anytime soon?
0: We do, yes. Seven successful campaigns so far. We've got number eight uh, coming, Barker's Row.
1: Okay, and And you're demonstrating it here at the show. I am,
0: yeah, yeah. This is... uh, Everybody has different levels of games. Uh, Barker's Row is an example of something that's pretty much ready to go, but what we're doing is blind play testing. So just putting the game out in front of uh, a group of people who have never played it before, handing them the rules. I can't say anything. And then I just let them play and figure it out. And then I watch them, and when they come into a, 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 a problem, they get confused about the rules. They get a rule wrong. Uh, I can't say, like, no, no, you got to do it this way. i got to let them go. But it gives me uh, a, a great view of... What someone's going to get when they get that game at home, they're
1: going
0: to so, open it up and right. So
1: you've play tested this game over right. and over. Yeah. You put a lot of development into it. You bring it here. You put it. I, we just walked by your table, and there's a family sitting down. They've opened the rules and they're trying to figure out how to play this game, right? Yep. And I yep. noticed that you were like, oh, you didn't even want to. <laughs> Does it still surprise you how sometimes you miss some obvious things?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So this is game number eight, you know, for us. Uh, and, and, and still, we're, we're learning every time. Every game, we get better at writing rules and making it easier to understand. Uh, but we also have fairly simple games. I mean, that's kind of you know, our core strategy is to make games that are easy to learn and quick to play. Uh, and so for somebody who's making a Euro game, uh, it would be so much harder when you have a huge board of things going on. Lots of mechanics that will interact differently. So it's even harder for, for a, a, a more of a Euro company.
1: So when you get re- anything that you're doing different, how has Kickstarter changed from now from when you first started? What are, what are we looking to do in different this time?
0: I mean, oh man, every little piece of it, you can get better and we get better at it every time. Getting people to come on the first day, you know, finding ways to do that, you know, to use like a, you know, so
1: what pre- are some things that you're doing to yeah, get people yeah. coming? Yeah,
0: so uh, we've tried pre which is just kind of a landing page where people can put their email address in. So you're you're getting ready for your Kickstarter campaign. You're trying to get people excited about it. So there's got to be a, a funnel somewhere you can funnel all of that attention into. It could be a pre-fundia. Page.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Prefundia. So,
0: yeah. So, Prefundia is... So, you're, you're trying to get ready for your uh, campaign. You're trying to get people excited about it and funnel them into one place. That could be a Prefundia landing page. It could be a Facebook group that you get uh, somebody to click going to. It could be your your newsletter just to get them to join. But there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, so we've tried Free That works pretty well. We're trying Crowdster this time. It's very similar. It has some additional features. Um,
1: and then so, coming to the events like this, right, where you collect yeah. the names, people find out about the game.
0: But but instead of just having them write down their email address, which you might not be able to read, it's a little weird to have to just say, like, here, please sign up for this thing. People don't really like that as much as, you know, uh, Here here's a here's a link to it with a QR code to go to this landing page or Facebook group or whatever it is so you can get people who are interested because they now know how to play it um, and, and who might want to back um, and just find an easy way for them to do that. So we're trying different ways. We don't know what's the best way right now, but right. We're trying a Facebook group right now and a Crowdster page. So
1: And this is your, like you said, your eighth project, Yeah. right? How, how, what was the last one that you did? Leaders of Euphoria,
0: the one with uh, Jimmy.
1: Like mistake yeah. And how well did that one do? Uh,
0: we had 2,000 backers and $80,000 raised. Now it's
1: interesting because nowadays we lead with the number of backers much more than the money. because it's the, the money doesn't matter.
0: And, and people think it does. I mean, it matters. But that's not what's important. It's about the backers. You're definitely right about that.
1: And I've been on the show many times and my writing's many times saying, crowdfunding, you don't have a funding problem, you have a crowd problem. Yeah. And you need to solve that crowd problem and the funding problem will kind of go away. And with yeah. 2,000 backers for... Is that an expansion for Euphoria? No, no,
0: it's a uh, it's uh, it's Good Cop, Bad Cop is the engine of the game, and then uh, Stonemaier Games' Euphoria theme
1: on top of it. Got it. So it's kind of a... Nice that one part. did well. And you're doing this full-time, right? No, I'm
0: not. No? I'm not. No, I could be, uh, but I, I don't want to take any risks. I don't want to take financial risks. Um, I mean, if I was... If I, if I needed to, I could definitely just start doing it, but um, I live in... A, San Francisco Bay area and then down to LA so a high cost of living so it's kind of hard to do that I sure. also have student loans so <laughs> right now it's interesting I'm putting uh, my partner and I are, are taking profits from the company we're reinvesting a lot of it but we're also taking some for ourselves I'm putting all everything I get into paying off my student loans sure once that gets to zero then I'm going to go full time so but I, I don't there's no rush way too many people rush into to becoming a full time publisher too soon because they get a big check from Kickstarter, and they think, right. I, 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 it was only 30 days. At 30 days, I made, you know, whatever, $100,000 or $40,000. I could just keep doing more of these. And
1: how long did it take you to spend that $40,000, right? Oh, yeah. Right.
0: I mean, it's pretty. Much, it's all gone. I mean, everything went into shipping and manufacturing of leaders of Euphoria. Right. And so, I mean, we'll have some... We have extra copies that we're going to sell in distribution, you know, that we'll, we'll make a profit on the game, but it's not... It's not quit your job.
1: And that's an interesting thing because I've had uh, John Covey, and I had an episode with John Covey from Genius Games talking about don't quit your day job. Um, Jamie's always quoted, you know, Stillmeyer Games, Did he had several huge successful Kickstarter projects, stayed with his job for quite a while. Yes, you don't want to be jumping out there. But what's interesting, particularly here, is there are a large number of people who are making it work, right? They more are. and more are making yeah. it work.
0: yeah. But they do need to have, like, uh, usually when I talk to somebody like that, they're like, oh, yes, you know, my wife or my husband uh, makes plenty of money so that I can pursue this dream of mine. Right. It's not that they're making enough to actually, you know, make up for a full-time job that they would have otherwise. They're not doing that. They're finding other creative ways to do this full-time.
1: Got it. Well, that's a good lesson to take away from our Kickstarter. Uh, one of these out there who think that that $100,000 payday is is quit your job and, move to Aruba yes. that's not That's not, the not case. at all Brian thank you so much for. we're all losing our voices here because there's been so many people and we've been talking so loud thanks for taking a few minutes to talk yes. with us
0: thanks for sharing I'm so glad you're back thanks. Finding the Dream
1: is back we've been listening to Funding the Dream with my guest Brian Hank from Over, Overworld Games and uh, it's always interesting to have a nice conversation with somebody who's out there making it work hopefully you've been inspired and I have take care we'll talk to you next time